All right. Welcome, everybody. The first episode, flagship episode of Love Hate. No, nah, but I need to understand why New York sports is just so fucking bad. Why the I mean, fuck would the Giants go ahead and sign possibly the one person I'm sure doesn't deserve a job in the NFL period? I mean, you know, where, where do we start? Um I mean, you could go back to the Knicks. I mean, we we could we could just do it a lot. I think it's safe Jesus to say Christ. that this has been this is the worst decade in New York sports. Yo, all right, hold on. Let, let, let's start here. We're both Knicks fans. Fuck Correct. the New Jersey Nets or whatever you want to call them. Yep, yep. I'm a Mets fan. Been hard years. Yankees fan. Yankees fan on this side. Been a little bit better years on your side. Listen, but 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 has it been no? Because I mean, I mean, you guys spent day, a lot of money to not be that to not be fucking winning championships. <laughs> yeah, here we go, here <laughs> we go, here we go. <laughs> listen, listen, we opened up the bag to to get the best pitcher in the league. Yeah, we opened up that bag. You know what? It's kind of like dude that's rich and he's he still has the best car on the block, but yep. now. Saw some new shit on the block, and he's like, "Yo, I'm really gonna show y'all what time it is." Yo, because don't they have don't they have fucking rules against that? I mean, <laughs> nah, nah, I thought, no rules. I thought there was some kind of fucking some kind of salary cap. I thought it was the nah. We paid yo luxury cap, salary tax. What is that? We here, we here. We this got shit doesn't that. make any sense. Tax write off. Fuck a luxury <laughs> tax. Oh, that's what George's out here doing, huh? Tax right. In the spirit of George. In the fucking spirit of George. Oh, man. All right. What else we got? Just talk about the last 10 years, man. Just the last 10 years alone. All right. So you have only the Giants win the chip. So you had. So you got. Like, the Knicks literally had one good year in 2013. we We went to the playoff games that year. And watch them. Yeah, that's smoke. right. Watch them that's get right. fucking smoked. Yo, so Jesus I mean, Christ. yo, how could you be the mecca team. of basketball? How could you be the mecca <sighs> of basketball? How could you be the mecca of sports? And put out such a putrid product. I mean, I think what hurts the most. I think what hurts the most is that to have fucking Boston be. The Yo. city that is now fucking just championship parade after championship parade for such a prolonged period. Like, if it was any other city, I don't think my level of misery would be so bad. But this is, this is, this is bad. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, three hours up the fucking up the turnpike, they're winning chips from from a fucking city that. That didn't win for a long time. I mean, and so, I really wish I was around those years so I could have really let all those Boston fans know that they ain't shit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, damn, man! Like, can any team in the city get it right, save for the Yankees? Like, can any team just get it right? Like, it's constantly a revolving door. You get one or two years as a coach, and then you're out. Like, come on, man. There, there's no consistency. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. Like, so, so let's take the Knicks, for example, right? 
you keep thinking that you're going to get these free agents. Habitually bad. But, but, and you keep saying, yeah, they want to play here. It's the garden and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and realize that you're the fat girl. And look, we love your confidence. No offense to my big girls out there. We love your confidence, but you got to stop looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking that you're J-Lo. Because you're not. You're right. You got to work. You got to put the work in. You got to put the work in. And then you can get to a point where your confidence actually matches what you see in the mirror. And that's where I think the Knicks are. That's where the Giants are. That's where the Mets the are. Mets. Holy the fucking shit. Rangers are the there. Mets are there. Yo, the Mets, but you know what? The Mets, I don't even understand an organization that can be so good in the first quarter of the season. Not even the first half. <laughs> but every year, the first quarter of the season, they're fucking rocking. Yo. <laughs> and then there's just three quarters crazy. of fucking misery. What's crazy is, so they had a pretty decent August last year, right? And, man, you would have thought that <laughs> they were in first, that they were championship-bound. The race was I mean, first, it, it, it just got ridiculous, man. I'm glad I wasn't even – I'm glad I wasn't in New York at that time because I really don't even want to know what the papers, much less these so-called experts from Sports Talk Radio fucking dare, dare talk about at that time because no, – it's. <sighs> You know, it's no different than Jets fans. You oh, know, what God. they win, seven games this year? Oh, and, God. man, you know, you talk about a, they they have a strong moral Yo, championship belt. Their they got a moral championship belt that they strap on tight with those Yo, seven At wins. the beginning of the season, they're going to the, win the chip every fucking year. I've never seen anything like it. No, I feel like that's more Cowboys fans than anybody. I mean... The Cowboys think they're going to fucking win every year for... And, and to their credit, they got players. But they're not good. They're, they're just like every other bad team in sports. No matter what you put out as a product, the Browns will be the same thing. No matter what you put out as a product, you're always going to be bad. They had a good little but run then, in the 90s. But then what do we do? We go get the same coach that guided them to 8-8 eight and eight <laughs> and was making... And was making their play calls. Yo, it, he's making their play calls. Sense. It doesn't even make sense. You got this guy. Yo, not only was he eight and eight, what is his overall record? Let me fucking find that. I got. I, I got to find that because his overall record is, is putrid. I mean, I know he had about a good three or four eight and eight records in there. <laughs> a good three or four. Fifty nine and forty eight in six and a half oh. years. How many playoff wins? Two? Nah, yeah, yeah. Two playoff wins. And we're not talking about he wasn't playing with, with fucking bumps. He didn't have the the uh Kansas City Chiefs roster. He didn't have the fucking the the Cleveland Browns roster. He had real players. And you, you fucking look and you talk about you talk about Dak is I mean, but look 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 at the product they put out. I'll give it to Zeke. He's a good running back, but their quarterback at the helm. He's he's not tier one. He's not a tier one guy. He's not going to give you what you need. Plays hard, but if that's who they're yeah, depending on, great offensive line, still can't get shit done. Man, but man, fuck all of them and they problems. 
I'm talking New York sports. Yep. We we yep. got bigger issues. We can't we can't go in and start. You're right. We, You're 100. It's right. like being invited into somebody else's house, and we looking around like, damn, you need to clean up your kitchen. And meantime, we got roaches. We're on fucking orders. Roaches, rats running Bro, around. Why are we so bad? Like it doesn't even. I almost think that they don't want to win, and I don't know if it's Dolan. I don't know if it's just the city and how fucking hard we are on our sports teams and, and, and these Let's young see. guys with the fucking, with these new Cinderella attitudes. I don't fucking get so, it. Everyone wants to I sports. have a few theories. I have a few thoughts on that. So, A, my thought on Dolan is I think it's more complicated than people realize. Because to me, you can't have an owner. He has two teams in the same building. The Rangers no, they're good. are, uh, at least are they good, and they're rebuilding, and they're rebuilding the right way. Right. They want to um, be good. traded off all their veterans, got some assets, and now they're slowly rebuilding. They made it to a um, they made it to a Stanley Cup Finals a few years back. They went to a Conference Finals, I think, once or twice. So, you know, the decade was pretty successful. I mean, look, ultimately, I define success as – you know, obviously everybody wants to win a championship, but if you can be, don't be in the final four of your sport, then your season, to me, was a success. I just don't That's want my team to be filled with a bunch of losers. I mean, that doesn't seem like <laughs> a, a tough ask. You can't be fucking lacing them up every day and putting out a product that that consistently has you losing. That is not what I want to see. Then, to answer your other point about New York as a whole, you know, I think that's why Durant and Kyrie chose Brooklyn because it's a soft landing oh, spot. Oh, yeah, easy, easy peasy. Because you're not going to get that scrutiny. Yeah, look, they just happy that you're here, baby. We happy you're here. That's a fact. That is legitimately a it's fact. Like, it's like walking down the block with a chick that you know is like – way out of your friggin' league and you're like yo you know what she ain't giving me no buns but look at my arm candy like that's how brooklyn <laughs> feels about those two right now that's how they feel right now and you know like this dude has been out for 26 27 games um Kyrie, that is the dude comes back plays two games and then says in a press conference yo it's glaring that we need one or two pieces because we not there yet Huh? Bro, you are the one in two pieces. What are you talking That's about? 100%. I mean, not what to mention they got about? KD on a fucking bench. And when he comes back, wh- like, what more do you want? Yo, man. So, you know, when I look at or lack thereof that he gets, I'm like, damn, none of that could have flown if he just oh, went nah. another 10 miles and ended up on thirty no. third and eighth, they'd have roasted him. They'd have roasted him. No way. That that's not gonna fly. That's not gonna fly at all. Because you got what you asked for. And they knew that. And they knew that. They definitely knew that. And you know, look, I think it's a convenient. You know, could it be accurate? Yeah, I'm sure it is. But it's a convenient excuse to say, "Oh, you know what? Nah, Dolan sucks. We're not trying to go to the Knicks." But I've always maintained that if you the man, and if you feel like yo. Your skills are where it's at. It don't matter the jersey, the city, the owner. You're going to come and be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to turn this around. Look at Kawhi. Period. Look at Kawhi. 
No excuses. Yeah, I'm gonna go to Toronto. We're gonna win this ship and I'm out. I'm not gonna pack my bags, bro. <laughs> I'm not here for a long time. I didn't choose. Didn't choose to come here, but I'm gonna get this ring and I'm out. Real simple. Real simple. And you know, so with the Knicks, man, it's been 2020 hard years. Hard years, man. Bro. With the Giants, this is just a new recent phenomenon. Like, you know, we we not used to this. Nah, not this. Not at this level in particular. Like, and and worst of all, I really feel bad for Saquon. I don't know how much longer Listen, he can take what's transpiring. Because no one's going to be the bad part. He's not used to being a loser. Here's what my prediction is. My prediction for Saquon, and I hope I'm wrong, but by the time the Giants actually build a decent team around him, he's probably probably going to be on his last legs. And and then all you're going to hear is, damn, what if? Yeah. What if they built this around him in his prime? Yeah. That sounds about right. Because I see... Listen, Tom's flying, man. Next year is year three already. Just like that. Year three. So, Tom's ticking, man. The the thing that gets me the most, and I know we need a lot of pieces here in New York, but how do you just keep neglecting to draft properly and get an offensive line? How do you have such a putrid secondary? I mean, they're god-awful. And worse so, than that, you decide you would trade away fucking Landon Collins, arguably the leader of the fucking defense. I don't get it. For that, for that rookie, what was his name? Dave Baker, Danny Baker, He's whatever the fuck shit like that. Oh man, he got friggin' roasted all year. As well he all should have. Year. And you know when Landon made that pick so, in the in, in the last game, man, that felt good. So what um what confuses me is this. So you go ahead, you change the head coach, right? You keep the GM. My question is, let's say the Giants have another shit year next year. Very are you then gonna are you then gonna fire the GM? Because the G, the, the new GM that you bring in, he's likely gonna be like, yo, I want to pick my own coach. But I don't understand. So now, don't head so now you're looking at more change. Don't the head coaches normally pick their guys? Like, I don't understand what's happening. We brought a defensive well, coordinator in dude, to, for a defensive coordinator interview and gave him a head coach job. I want to fucking, I would love to be in a system that, that does that. I've never interviewed for a job and fucking got the, the level above it, but that would be awesome. And not only, not only that, I really want to know when you come in as the head coach, my understanding is you bring in the offensive coordinator that you want, the defensive coordinator you want, and all the guys around you that you want so you can build your team. Well, ESPN said that um, the dude interviewed, Judge interviewed Garrett. He was a part of it. But, I mean, it just sounds like to me they were kind of fixated on him from the outset in some capacity. Yeah, I agree. And if I'm not going to lie to you, if Judge made this decision free from influence, I already see the issues that we're going to have in New York yet again. Because that's just not a small hire. Like you said, he's out in Dallas. He's calling the fucking place. He has the tools. 
He's coming with less tools here to call the plays again and thinks what? Come on, man. Because the so, shit that you can't call the same plays that he was calling out. Dak had time. Prescott was in the in the pocket with time. Danny Dimes not going to have that luxury. So the interesting thing is that the Giants have a lot of money in free agency to to spend and to play with. Yeah, but you've seen um, like I've seen what they've been doing with their money, with their free agency well, picks, with their hires. Look, you've seen what I've seen. I am only going off of the currency of hope right now. Oh, shit. That's all I have. Man, I lost that a long time ago. And, listen, I lost it when the Knicks were bad for 10 years. Listen, when when you have free agency, you know, things can change in a heartbeat. So if you draft the right way. Oh, man. And by the way, speaking of draft, what a bunch of fucking idiots winning that game against Washington. Oh, uh, so stupid. <laughs> so it's funny. So stupid. We had mutual friends that uh that said the same thing. But it go it listen, it goes back to not wanting to be a loser. I'm telling you. The the problem is when anyone at any level just doesn't want to fucking lose every game. Like that's not Yeah, but you've been doing it for 16 weeks, so <laughs> one more ain't gonna kill you. I mean Y'all can't begrudge them for play for playing. I can't. I can't begrudge them for yeah, playing. Yeah, well, you went from the second pick and Chase Young to now the fourth pick, and who the hell knows who they're gonna get now. And the other thing so, is, I, I, I don't – listen, I got a hard time being sold on most most rookies when I look at um, historical historical um, players. And I say to myself, these guys were drafted in the fifth round, the sixth round, the seventh round, and became fucking legends. So I'm not, so, I'm not yeah. too – I'm not – listen, I hope Chase is a great player. But I'm not going to hold my breath and think that we can't also draft well enough where that's not an issue. You know, if that's not an issue, that is, even though I don't fucking I just I I don't know. I mean, let's be. Look at Kyler Murray as a player. He's the evolution of the quarterback. Listen, he's 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 small, but when I watch his games, he's making good decisions and he's fucking fast. We like Danny Dimes because we were he's forced on us. Does he make good plays? Yeah. That dude has no fucking awareness whatsoever of what pressure feels like. Which is why he was getting dumped left and right and fucking and getting sacked. And and getting fucking uh sacked fumbles. Because that dude does not feel pressure. This I just don't know that the Giants with their drafting are gonna do what is necessary. I don't want another I, listen. Can Danny Dimes be great? TBD. But I know who had a really good year last year. It was fucking Kyler Murray, and I would have liked to see him in a fucking blue uniform, at least because when the pocket breaks down, I know that he can fucking get away. He's four foot five. I'm yeah, nah, he's, he's a midget. But so is Russell Wilson. So, I, I don't know. You keep your currency at hope. You know what's sad is even even still next year I'm gonna still be on the bandwagon of our fellow team hoping that we can win, rooting for them for the first five weeks, and then watching fucking the debacle that is the New York Giants trans- transpire. Yeah. So on, on to more fucking depression. Your New York Mets. 
and the fucking Jesus Christ and this cheating bullshit. Oh man, yo, do yo, you think they should fire Beltran? It doesn't get any better. Do you has think they should have fired Beltran? Surface yet? I haven't even heard if he huh? was surface yet. He was fucking like on a side now for a while. It's out here. I'm just gonna fucking hide out. Like I don't even understand what's going on here. But I mean, look, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. <laughs> oh Yo, man. man, listen, my my poor. Listen, don't get crazy. Cheated, Cheated out, of out of two championships. That's that's a damn. Let's not shame. go there. Let's not go there. That's a, that's a damn shame. Let's not go there. Listen, I don't even know if I blame Carlos or the organization as a whole. Because if you look, if you go up the road and look in New England, they've been doing it for years. I blame Carlos. Of course you I do. I blame Carlos. Of course you do. Whole Houston squad. They ain't <laughs> shit. They ain't shit. Now listen. Yo, you you don't don't feel the sting of it because you're a Mets fan. And y'all don't play meaningful games in October. (laughs) It's easy for me, baby. Me as a Yankee fan, we felt we were directly influenced by their cheating. Nah, you're all right. Trust me. You're all right. Direct, direct influence. Yo, did you see the home and road splits? No, I didn't. <laughs> what was it? Oh man. Yo, so in 2017, in 2017, they went eight and one at home in the playoffs, including the World Series. They beat pitchers. Um, they beat Tanaka, they beat CeCe, they beat you Darvish, <laughs> they beat they beat Clayton Yo, Kershaw. Be very clear you're the Hall of Famous. <laughs> be very clear, naming Hall of Famers. And they didn't they didn't beat them, they beat them down. <laughs> no one saw a problem with it. No one saw a problem with it. Eight and one. They went eight and one that year in the playoffs. Their only loss, their only loss at home was to drum roll, please, the freaking Boston Red Sox with the coach that was doing the same thing. I was about so to say since the same he was shit. on to it, it the exact same thing. So, <laughs> so since he was on to it, he switched it up, knew knew what it was, switched it up, and they didn't get away with it. <laughs> oh yo, man, must be nice. Yo, lifetime ban, lifetime ban. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the holdup is. To be perfectly honest, I thought that would have already been in, implemented. Because that Life's whole ambition. shit sounds crazy. Who, I mean, when did cheating really... I, I wonder how prevalent cheating really is in all sports. So I was thinking about that too. And the one sport I'm not sure you could really cheat unless it's self-inflicted is basketball. Because you could tank in basketball. You could not play and make then you, turn you, you the ball over. right? Well, I mean, you have the refs, but I'm saying, like, just from team-wise, from team to team, like, you can know my play and know what I'm calling out, but you still have to stop me from executing. You still have to stop me from making a shot, right? It's true. Very true. In basketball, you can yell out and kids know all your plays. You still have to execute. Whereas it's so different in football and baseball. Like, it's completely different. 
Yeah, if you're not, yeah, you're right. In basketball, if you're not tanking, then stop me. It, it, it definitely is one of those stop me situations, and it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop a good player because I mean, you can know what's coming. Right now, you know they're going to get the ball in the final minutes, and there's nothing right. you can do. And that's my point. That's my point. But in baseball, if you know what pitch is coming, yes, I mean, do you still have to hit it. Yeah, but your odds go up. Exponentially. Exponentially. Listen, <laughs> it's really nice to know what pitch is coming next. Let me be honest. If you're playing, even if you're playing fucking a baseball, if you're playing a baseball PlayStation game, if you know what's coming, bro, you know exactly what to do. And, very and, good and point. football, same football, same thing. Yeah, because you can Am I gonna hit this receiver? Am I going to do a screen? Like all kinds of stuff. So basketball is really the only one where you can cheat. But to, I guess to a certain extent, I don't know how much you can do. Even with the right personnel, I don't. I I just don't know that you can stop knowing what knowing what someone's going to do. Play wise, doesn't mean you can stop them because plays break down all the time. Plays aren't called often. You know, you just play the game. You run. You run. Run a play. You may do an offhand screen call ISO. How do you stop that? Even if you know what's happening, so you're right. You're you're right. It's probably best. Yeah. So I mean, basketball is sport. Like, where does it go from here? Where just where does baseball is baseball is so tarnished, bro? (laughs) Think about it. Between the fucking steroids and the fucking cheating, (laughs) stealing play, like baseball, baseball is just so tarnished. Oh, America's man. I was, uh, you just took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> America. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. I can't call it, man. What a sad so, shit of a So I said with a straight face because I just got tired the other day. And I said with a straight face. I said, yo. The Knicks are going to win a championship in the next 10 years. Because <laughs> I was at work and I'm just getting it. Just, just getting it. from just Yo, I'm just taking abuse after abuse. You want to fucking get it. Go to school in Boston for fucking two years and then come back home and still have friends from Boston. Oh, man. I fucking get it every day. Then move to fucking Dallas and see how that works out for you. Okay. My phone is filled with nothing but fucking heat. And I, what, what, what's my fucking retort? What's my retort? Uh, what this, is, do, this, is, this is why this, this podcast got created, man, because it's the sports that we love. And now you made us hate it. Okay. Yo, you, I don't, I haven't watched hate. basketball before probably last year. I hadn't watched basketball in, in a good five NBA basketball. I haven't watched NBA basketball in probably like five years, bro. And now I, now I'm like I'm trying to trying to watch regular season games. They have no meaning to me because every time I turn on a fucking Knicks game, I watch a bunch of scrubs playing, and all they like my feel good moment is when they play hard. Like that's where I am. <laughs> I'm like, oh look, they're playing hard. I feel good about oh, that. Like man. what? Yo, that's what you say. That's what you say when you coach like toddlers or adolescents. Bro, it's what like. I tell my daughter. Yo, you played hard. Good job. <laughs> She's fucking twelve. Oh, in the seventh grade. Man. You played hard. Good job. Like that's that's where I am. The Knicks are on the same fucking scale right now as my daughter's seventh grade basketball team. 
I, I don't. I, I don't know if there is a quote-unquote superstar in the league right now. Let me, let me first – well, hold on. Let me preface my statement by saying – Oh, because I was going to say. The Knicks jersey is the heaviest jersey in all of sports. It used to be a most Cubs valuable, jersey. Most valuable franchise in the NBA. It used That's to be a, a Cubs jersey. Now it's the Knicks jersey. The Knicks jersey is the heaviest jersey to wear because of the expectation, because of the scrutiny, oh. because of the history. Uh, of I wish I was a Cubs fan. The last I two years, it, it's heavy on people. And the most valuable franchise in the NBA is also one of the losingest franchises. I think they have the worst record of the decade, right? Am I, am I incorrect in saying that? I believe the they had the worst record since, last decade. Since 2000. Jesus Christ. Since 2000. <laughs> Yo. I don't even understand why they still have value. I'm not going to lie. You know what's crazy? I was thinking about this the other day. So when we were growing up, the Lakers, I'm sorry, the Clippers and the Mavs were oh. god-awful. Mavs were terrible. They were terrible. They were terrible. I liked some of their players, but they were fucking awful. And like, that's when we were growing up. Do you know that there are now 20-year-olds, full adults, that look at the Knicks like we back then looked at the oh Lakers shit. and the Mavs? Bro, what? Very and this is why people season. are fans of the New Jersey Nets. This is exactly why people are fans of New Jersey Nets. Because they got nothing else to root for. And since they came over the, over the bridge... Put your eggs in that basket. Because if you're the worst franchise for the last 20 years, no one wants to fucking watch that. So and growing up, you can't you can't support that. Here's a joke for you. So I actually went to opening night, Brooklyn versus the Knicks in Damn, homie. I I, I didn't pay for the tickets. I didn't pay for the tickets. So I said, all right, gives me a chance to get out of work. Why not? So I'm going there, and they have chants going on. We got Kyrie and KD. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. All kinds of stuff, right? So, you know me. There's only so much I'm going to take. I don't care nah, what. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to know. I need to know. Did you go in wearing any of your Knicks paraphernalia? No, because I was at work. Ah, ah, okay, okay, okay. I was at work. So, um... There's only so much I can take. And then I start to get into it with fans. And I'm like, yo, how long y'all been rooting for this team? Oh, lifelong, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I said, all right, cool. Yeah, they know Derek Coleman cool. and all that. I said, cool. Name your team's all-time leading scorer. I asked five people sitting in a row. Name your team's all-time leading scorer. I said, don't take out your phone. Name it off the top of your head. Name it yeah, off the top of your head. Kids tell me, Doc. Jay, some people said Derek Coleman. I'm like, yeah, you think so? Nah, no way. I'm like, wow. So I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna tell you that it's Buck Williams, and you're wrong. Yep. And I'm like, how do I know more about your team than you do that you've been rooting for for quote unquote years or forever? (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, man. Have a seat. Have a seat. If you just join the bandwagon, it's cool. Just say that. I don't respect you more. Come on, man. They don't even know who Buck Williams is, bro. 
He used to get buckets. Like, you too. don't even know your team's leading scorer, but now you're here in all the colors and all the glory. It's hard. It, it, it really is hard to wish them success in, in any, any at all semblance of a Oh, life. no, I don't. Listen, man, you know, if Kevin Durant goes on Flatbush one night and there's an unfortunate accident, I wouldn't really be upset. Yo, you know? what's he going to do? Sit out for another season? I mean, if he goes and tries to get a beef patty at one in the morning and <laughs> something goes down, I'm not going to be too terribly upset. Nah, I'm not going to lie to you. I won't either. Not at all. And what are they going to do when they don't win a chip with those pieces? Oh, because they're not. Because they only have a three-year They have a three year window. That's my point. One of which is already a wrap. They got a three-year window, and that is it. Yeah. There will be no dynasties over here. Yeah, nah. And say what you want. Expectation is here. You can't have KD and Kyrie. Both of which will right. have chips, and think that your, your fan base is not going to want an immediate result. They need, they want to see what the impact is, and they want to see. Nah, it but again, but again, see, here's where it's different because you have no expectations this year, so everything is a free pass. This Let's year, see yeah, what happens the next, next year. I want to see if they get the scrutiny next year. Oh, they're going to get it. You know, I don't know. They're going to get it, especially if they get bounced early. They get bounced early in the playoffs. It's going to be a rough, rough going. It's going to be a rough. I don't going. know. Who's in the East I, right I, now? I really don't know. All things stay the same. They'll make the playoffs for sure. But if they get bounced early, nah, I don't. Yeah, they're going to have some issues. And I'm going to love every second of it. Damn. But yet again, you know what that leads to? The same fucking thing. Yet another New York team shit in the bed. But you know what? Yes. Yes. And for purposes of this podcast, we're talking about, you know, obviously all of New York, but I just really don't care about them. Like, they, no, they... I don't. I, no, not at all. I, I, get, I don't care about them at all. But what I, I, I'd like to see, it's like when the Jets do well, right? I don't give a shit about the Jets, but I'm happy that New Yorkers can. There's some New Yorkers that at least have some semblance of, of something to cheer for. I mean, I know the truth. The Jets probably ain't gonna be shit forever. That doesn't even bother me. But at least there's some New Yorkers who can take pride in the fact that they live in New York. That's again not going to be the case when the super team, quote unquote, that they built down in in New Jersey, over in Brooklyn, is uh, not winning chips and probably not making it to the finals. There's, again, no one to fucking root for. Just a bunch of fucking misery in New York. I can see them getting to a conference finals. Just because the East, I mean, what's their resistance look like? Nah, the East is... What's funny because they talk about the East and how, oh, it's so competitive now before the season started. And then you look at the record of fucking Philly, who everyone thought was going to be amazing. And you're just wondering what the fuck they're doing because it's not playing well. Well, that and they, 
they haven't won shit. Like I feel the like they've been young. anointed. They they've been anointed and they haven't won shit. And their best player, Joel Embiid, has the work ethic of oh, no. a fucking of a silver spoon baby. So yeah, no, I, I don't that's not know. gonna be. That's like, not can a he be the leader of a team that goes to the finals? I don't know. I think he would need at least three trips before he's ready to to be crowned anything for that matter. Not just not just king, but I mean anything. Because he um yeah, he's not it. He's just he's not it. And people love him and he's great. He's he's great on fucking Twitter and he's great in social media and that sounds good, but when it comes to being on that basketball court, nope. That's not the guy I want. And I'll tell you who else ain't the it, Ben Simmons. Because at the end of the day, you have to at least be a minor threat to shoot an outside shot. Dude won't even shoot. No, he won't. Which to me is fucking, it should be, it's offensive. It's offensive to get paid that much money and to be crowned the, the next best thing and not be able to fucking at least shoot a jump shot at any time. So what Someone do you tell really me what his doing? jump shots? And this is my problem. This is my problem with all these dudes, right? Because in the offseason, everybody will post their workouts and how much they're working on, and everybody look like kings of the world. You're like, oh, man, this kid is putting in the work. Season time, he going to get it in. And then you come to the regular season and all the things that are glaring weaknesses for you Remain. You show no no improvement in it. So it's like it's hard for me to it's hard for me to watch the product when a lot of these dudes aren't trying to get better. No, that it it brings me. You know, I think it takes a certain a certain mental toughness, a certain ability to really want to be great that I don't think a lot of these players have. I think a lot of players want to be good. I think they they pride themselves on that, but they don't want to be great. And that's that's why well, you have players like every year Kobe would be better. Every year Shaq would be better. I mean, every year these players that are that are real giants of the sport and they got that way because they put that work in. And it was evident because they you saw also it. came in having to show and prove. A lot of these cats are just coming into the league. You got your deal. You got your sneaker deal before you actually played an official game. It's fucking amazing. You you know, speaking of speaking of that, my brother said something that was fucking amazing the other day, and it's true. He said, number one draft picks, the new shit is to redshirt their first season. And it really seems like that's true. Because I see Zion Williamson fucking running around during shoot-arounds, doing between-the-fucking-legs dunks, off the vertical when he just had his knee repaired and then sitting for the whole fucking game. And I'm confused as shit as to why that's the case. Well, apparently he's coming back um, on the 22nd. We'll see how long that lasts. That's what I heard too, but that's action. I, I like, what's the point? I don't even understand. Back to action on the 22nd. Um, I personally, ugh, it's tough to call because you have to also remember too. So like 
Blake Griffith got hurt his first season. And then Another came dude, back by the way, put that working. Blake Griffin is right. way better than I thought he ever would be. Okay, yeah, no doubt. No, no question about that. I that never thought he, he'd be I never thought I'd see him hit a consistent three, and he, he does it. Vince Carter, same um, thing. Yeah. People that were just yeah. jumpers and decided that they needed to expand their game to be better, and that's exactly what they did. They put all of that work in. Shit that you just but don't see. I don't see that happening right now. But you have to remember, they still came in at a time when You're right. You You're had... right. Blake, Blake, Blake's first year, he was still playing with some of the OGs. Right. That were kind of on their way out, but they were still here. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that shit missing right now. There's a lot of that shit missing. But also, so now, your OGs, now your OGs are Melo, LaBrenda. Um, Yo, shouts to Melo, who's doing his thing out there in fucking uh, in Portland. And I love it every second of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I feel like he's going to get all the blame because they still well under 500. Yeah. I don't know if you can give him the blame, though. Like, will, will the media still give him the blame? That guy. Well, better still, better still, let's see if at the end of the year, if he's re-signed or anybody picks him up. He's definitely showed and proved that he should be in the NBA. So if no one picks him up, yeah, that's that would be... That would be very interesting to me because that would just tell me again that he really is blacklisted. How was Jamal Crawford not in the league? A hell of a question because that is a dude that, to me, seems like the only reason he shouldn't be in the league at this point is because he doesn't want to play. Because even at, what, 40, whatever he is, he's going to give you 15 points off that bench. Yep. I've seen the league. He'll give you 15 points. <laughs> I've seen the league. Oh man, the league is soft. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of the fouls when you watch when you watch snippets of games, you just say to yourself, "How the fuck is that a foul?" Like playing defense in the NBA right now is legitimately a foul. I can't wait until um, James Harden and Westbrook implode. Oh, oh, it's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure my phone is fully charged. To, to when get I watched that them play the other day, and they fucking what what day were they on national television? Uh, yeah, fucking guess and I watch the play. They just don't look. That team doesn't look that good. They just don't look Yo, that because, good. Because this is why I say that he is probably the most overrated basketball quote-unquote star that I've ever seen. If he only knows one way how to play. Oh, one yeah. way. And if it's not dribble-dribble step back or flop your head like you just got shot to get to the free throw line, yeah, now, he's he can't throw the foul, he's, he's finished. And he it's not just he can't He is useless otherwise. If he's his not doing those... The game is, see, I think for him, his style of play, if you take the fouls away, he gets in his own head and becomes so frustrated because he can't have the amount of points that he's accustomed to having. And I see it. He just doesn't produce what he should, and he doesn't lead the team the way he's supposed to. So if you keep the game close and they're not giving him fouls, you're going to win. But think about it. How many times do we need to see, yeah, you're going to have a great regular season. You're going to be phenomenal. You're going to put up 
you're going to put up 50-point triple-doubles, blah, blah, blah. Then when you play against a good team in a series, what what are you doing? A bunch of nothing, which is pretty much what you expect. Let's be honest. You know what happens to them in the playoffs. And it'll be the same thing that happens you know in the playoffs again now. If I'm if I'm Daryl Morey, the Rockets GM. I like Daryl Morey. If his, I'm uh, if I'm Daryl Morey, I would obviously I'm gonna let this year rock, but I'm telling you, I'm seriously gonna listen to offers or make some calls. Yo, what y'all want for my man right here? Here's because, the problem though, because you know the NBA is a business. He sells jerseys. He puts fans in the seats. All right. Do you want fans in the seats or are you trying to win this chip? Depends on what they're offering. Because Darren Moore is already rich. He's not going to be that much richer if All he right. a chip. So what if you go to Milwaukee and you're like, yo, we know that your man's a free agent next year. So as opposed to losing him for nothing, yo, what about this Harden for Giannis straight up? Oh, Drop. man, I take that. But, but, but Milwaukee's never training Giannis. Never. He's dying. Yo, he's dying you... a buck, bro. Well, yeah, all right, he, if you think so. Until he gets if old. If you when think so. Old. Unless he leaves himself, he's just one of those players where unless he leaves Milwaukee himself, they're not going to want to get rid of him. The problem If he comes is... to them, if he comes to them and says, yo, listen, I'm out. You're telling me you got no choice. You're just gonna let him oh, walk. Yeah, if he, no, if, if no, hell no. Then if he says he wants to, he wants to, a trade, everything's on the table. I don't give a fuck who who who's doing what. But short of him saying he wants to leave, I don't see them ever want to get rid of, of him. He's the perfect fit Yo, for that man. market. But and my other thing with him is where I where I would be concerned, that's a very loyal fan base. No matter how good or bad he plays, they're going to rock with him the same way. That's not the case in all these other cities. You can't come to fucking New York, and as much as I'd love to see Giannis here, they will eat him alive. And he's not going to get nearly the same appreciation and love that he was getting before. Fuck, you see KP out here? It, it all depends on... It all depends on what he wants. Is he... Because, look, everybody thought Kawhi was this quiet dude. Dude wins a chip in Toronto. It was like, yo, he got to stay in Toronto now. <laughs> no, nah, actually, actually, I'm going to take this L.A. gig. Now, granted, he's from the area. I get great that. Look, but at the end of the day, that was a great still, look, a little, still a limelight. Yeah, I agree. Still a limelight. I agree. Listen, I had the same question about Kawhi because the fucking Spurs fan base is amazing. And I was concerned. And his first trip to uh, Toronto, also a very loyal fan base. So when he went to LA, I was concerned. If you play bad there, I'm sure the fucking Lakers, the Lakers fans, are gonna let you know about it. You playing in the same building as fucking as the actual the real show in town, or so they'll tell you. And uh, and he seems to be exceedingly doing exceedingly well as usual. But that kid's a problem. I think, I think history, history shows you that if history is any indicator, he's out. Paul George, same thing. 
Indiana, Midwest town. Yeah. Man on his but, team. But, but Paul George was from um from LA too, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So again, that, that made sense. Giannis is from fucking Greece. A, a place where again <laughs> they fucking love him, bro. I I probably I mean Oh shit. Well, I ain't been to Milwaukee, but there ain't no damn Greek people in Milwaukee. Yeah, you can say that shit again, bro. <laughs> I've been to a lot of places, but I damn sure ain't been to Milwaukee. I doubt there's even many black people, much less fucking Greek people. Shit. Yeah, outside of the Bucks or the fucking Packers, there ain't no black people. Yeah, you, yeah, buddy. You hit that on the head. You fucking hit that right on the head. All right, let's save some for the fucking next time. We'll do the wrap up. I was trying to keep these to thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. This one, episode one, love hate New York, the sports. Oh man, and I still love to hate you because you ain't shit. Just like all the New York teams. Yeah, buddy, and that's the kind of fucking love that I, love that I like. Until next time, fuckers. Yeah.